can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Hannah, I saw a TikTok the other day. You just showed me. I did just show you. So the guy that produced the TikTok is the lawyer for the hairdresser who was selling the hair of her clients to, to mob bosses yep. for them to sprinkle hair of different kinds all over their crime scenes. So, for example, they shoot someone, they just get out a bag of hair, <laughs> sprinkle it around. I want to see if this is real. I think we have to fact check this. The Robbie Show. The Robbie Show Lawyer. Okay. He looks legit. Okay. He looks legit. So I'm going to go with it's a legit story. (laughs) I'm going to have like a little bit of skeptical. Okay. Well, there was one guy, he Mm -hmm. said, who spent six months in prison because because his hair hair was the scene of multiple robberies. So they were using obviously a a bag of hair or they might have had one person's hair and they're like sprinkling that around in different ones so that every time yes. they're investigating one they're like oh they this find is, the, it's the same guy yeah i watch a lot of law and order yeah. so they so do they can get been, dna from anything he's been six months in prison and then he came out of prison got laser hair removal see, that's, in his whole body see that's where i'm like i don't know yeah that's maybe a little bit far-fetched like his whole body he got laser hair you'd his be pretty beard. traumatized if you got sent to prison for not doing anything i just getting don't a haircut. i just don't know if i believe tiktok anything on tiktok okay. i feel like how many followers has he got maybe he's right, made this let, into his let's investigate let's him investigate then. this guy he has 142.7 does it say he's a lawyer no so <laughs> is this like a bit comedy bit <laughs> Could be. It, it just sounds. Be, it must be made up. I just feel like it would have been in the news. <laughs> How do you know? Because this thing says fake news. <laughs> <laughs> How wild would it be? I feel it's actually that. kind of from a criminal perspective. It's quite smart. All the comments think it's legit, like I did. Yeah, like I saved that, going. That's crazy. So he's okay. So I'm glad. All we had to do was click on his profile yeah, to investigate. Sorry, I obviously didn't do much. But I actually feel I'm surprised that hasn't actually happened. Lucky you were suspicious. I was very suspicious. <laughs> it was the lasering the whole yeah. body at the end that I was like, I don't know about I'm that. I'm usually not that gullible. No, <laughs> that was really stupid of me. this is TikTok for you. <laughs> you literally like the misinformation. Yes. Like you legit believed it and like everyone goes around these days being like yeah i read an article and it said this and actually you've just watched it yeah you've just so seen tiktok you can't you know you can't take that as gospel. still anyway, careful with that's your my hair. fake news you, you gotta like interview your hairdresser <laughs> i feel like we're gonna scare people it did it freaked me yeah. out because i'm like they do have your hair they've got and, and that's your DNA. dna a lot of your dna yeah yeah i feel like that would have happened before maybe not in that context i did google it nothing came up okay hairdresser well, sells hair anyone to who is bosses. a mob boss <sighs> that's a good idea for you <laughs> <laughs> so what's on today's episode joe on today's episode we're talking about the yuckiest things that our audience have found in a hotel room or experienced in a hotel room because we uh we have an article to refer to and then we're talking to james vivian about skincare 101 and of course our products we didn't know we needed 
The article that we saw, it's from The Conversation, and it is from the bedsheets to the TV remote, a microbiologist reveals the shocking truth about dirt and germs in hotel rooms. So the microbiologist says, assessing the hotel room cleanliness based on sight and smell observations is not always like telling the full story. Mm, I feel like you need a blue light invisible microbiology of the space. So she goes through like each of the places where you kind of have to be careful. Mm. So obviously the lift, Mm. but she does say toilets and bathrooms tend to be cleaned more thoroughly than the rest of the hotel room. Often the least bacteriologically colonized environments. But she did say if the drinking glass is not disposable, wash it either with body wash or shampoo to make sure it's cleaned properly. Okay, good That's tip. That's a good tip. You know what always grosses me out? What? The pillows on, like the decorative pillows on top of the bed and like the <sighs> little bedspread thing that goes over the end of the bed. Like I the little... throw the decorative pillows. Yeah, same. Immediately throw Get them off. off. And then I turn the other the pillow over so it hasn't been touching. Oof. And then the other thing I don't like is when, you know, some hotels, they just do a sheet yes. over the doona. Yes. That kills me. I hate that. I just want a doona cover washed oh. fresh. Haven't you seen that? Where they put a sheet on the bed and then another sheet that's like covering and then a sheet over the top of the Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not a doona cover. What's wrong with that? I hate that. Okay. <laughs> I want the doona all covered. I don't want any of that doona touching me. Okay, fair. In case because I like move around a lot in right. the sleep and I end up waking up and there's a bit of doona you know, cover, doona touching, cover touching me. <laughs> but I think you maybe told me that tip about getting rid of the pillows. Yeah, I probably did. That was probably you. Yeah. I was probably like, we were probably- They gross oh, me like, out yeah, so much. Yeah, so gross. I won't even lean on them. I think like, they should get rid of them. Away. Yeah, so she does say here, while sheets and pillowcases may be more likely to be changed between occupants, more likely, they better <laughs> always be changed. <laughs> Bedspreads may not be, meaning these fabrics may become invisible reservoirs for pathogens. Viruses such as the norovirus can live in an infectious form for days on hard surfaces as can COVID. Mm. And the other thing that really, oh my God, my worst nightmare. For the number of hostels I've stayed in, in my time, I'm surprised I've never had bed bugs. Bed bugs is my worst nightmare. I've never had bed bugs, but I've seen and read horror stories. I've never stayed in a hostel, but that would be my number one fear (laughs) if I did. I don't know where they come from. Anyway, it says inform your hotel if you think there are bed bugs, I'd just leave. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) I have left a hostel before. I, I'm I've up. stayed in accommodation where Hannah has refused to stay there and we've had to oh move accommodation. <laughs> do you remember yes, that? I do remember that. Oh, my God, that was we went to so Sydney bad. And Hannah walked into her room. Mine was all right. I walked Mine into was like, horrific. Oh, it's fine. But we walked into Hannah's and she was like, nope, no way. No. No, we're going. <laughs> but the people that booked that accommodation, I sent them photos and they were like, that is fair yeah. enough. Yeah, it, it was, was filth. Filthy. Yeah. Oh, my God, that was so bad. And we changed hotel we rooms, did. thank we God. We changed hotel rooms. Stressful. We went to a much better hotel. And we got, I think we got a refund because I took photos of everything. Yeah. It was dirty. Yeah. Well, we asked our Facebook group for their stories and I actually wanted to call out a tip first because something that carries a lot of germs in hotel rooms, which I think they mentioned in this article, is the TV remote. Yes. That doesn't get cleaned in most Ever. settings. Yeah. yeah. How? Grab your shower cap from the bathroom and wrap that over the top of the remote if you're going to use it. That's a really good tip. Yeah, great tip, I thought. There's some horror stories I don't think I'll ever do that, like knowing I just wouldn't remember. Uh, I might. Yeah, Yeah, or bring gloves, disposable gloves. You know what I would like to take to Europe with me? A little mini Glen 20. They don't sell minis, unfortunately, and I think they should. Okay. It's an untapped market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
So we've got some horror stories in here. I'm going to start with Claire's story. So as a family of four, we arrived at a hotel in Melbourne late at night. Apart from the second room being locked, there was blood on the sheets, who or spew up on the bathroom walls, the sink tap kept falling off, and then found the kids playing with a bottle of vodka they found under the couch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mara said, hair on the pillow slips and in the bed. It was $60 a night in the middle of nowhere. The balcony door didn't lock, so anyone could just walk into oh our room. Gosh. That is terrifying. Oh. I'm always so paranoid about locking the doors in hotel rooms. Oh, to make sure, yeah. Yeah, I just don't want anyone to accidentally walk in. I remember know? I left mine ajar once by mistake. I'm sorry? <laughs> in Where? New Zealand. Oh, at least it Auckland. was New Zealand. I left the door ajar. Wow. And like a few hours later I was like, oh, my God, I left it open on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. We went on a family holiday to Morocco when I was a teenager. My sister and I shared a room while my parents had a different one next door. Our room seemed to be the worst in the building. It had mushrooms growing in the shower. Your worst nightmare. Mm. Plus mold, bugs that would just crawl across us at night, and one of the beds collapsed while my sister was laying on it. We'll never forget the TripAdvisor review Dad left. Great hotel, not recommended for honeymooners. He must have been leaving each night and staying in a different hotel to ours. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love Great that Dad was hotel. like, it's not that bad, girls. Get over it. <laughs> After a long drive, we arrived in Newcastle, New South Wales, to a place we'd stayed at many times without issue. My partner sat on the sofa and could smell something off. He got up and there was a poo on the sofa. So we called reception and they sent a maintenance crew up to us. They discovered poop smeared all inside the sofa cushions and offered us another room, which turned out to be terrible. No clean towels, dirty bathroom. When we asked for a refund and decided to find somewhere else, we were denied and they made out like it was our problem. There was poo everywhere and a big oh nugget on the sofa. God. <laughs> Imagine getting into your room and there's a literal human poo on the sofa. And But she said it's smeared all inside yes. the sofa cushions. Also, I'm sorry, who does that? <laughs> A sicko. Sicko. There are some, yeah, that's pretty weird. Beautiful rented home on Hamilton Island, which is stunning, Mm. but it was a little bit grubby, like someone hadn't vacuumed under the tables, for example. For whatever reason, someone looked into one of the big decorative pots and found a dirty nappy dumped in there. Oh, that would stink. So one that got a couple of responses Mm. and a few people have said that they do this as flight attendants. They put their undies as flight attendants into the kettle to boil them as a way to clean their undies on layovers. Now, I think this is unacceptable. <laughs> I don't think that is because oh, I use kettles and now I'm like, why have I been doing that? There's probably someone's undies gunk in there. I can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, obviously I the kettle, like the hot that. water kills germs. Boiling water but does still, kill germs. I don't want your discharge in my tea. <laughs> Well, I'd maybe pour the water out, refill it up. Yeah, I think boil it, then pour it out, and then redo it. True. Yeah, yeah. I guess it probably all be gone. Just the thought of it, isn't it? Also, someone did point out that Lisa Rinner from The Real Housewives goes into hotels and wipes down everything. So we might share the link to that Reddit thread in the episode mm. notes, so you can go and look at that. But she's apparently a stickler for wiping everything down. 
Okay, another one. This is actually from our guest today, James Vivian. <laughs> we stayed at a very bougie hotel on the Gold Coast. When we arrived, there was a French fry in the corner of the room. Rather <laughs> than calling housekeeping, I thought I'd see how long it would be there for during our stay. We stayed three nights and it was still there when we left. <laughs> like they they would have done their daily clean yeah. and they left the and one left French, the French fry. fry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I checked into a hotel in Amsterdam and when I went to the side of the bed, there was a carafe filled with pee. Oh, my God. But how did she know it was pee? She must have smelt it. Probably. Yeah, okay. I would have Could thought, it oh, be wine? Could it be red wine? I'm sorry, white wine? Yeah. I found toenail clippings on the oh. floor next to the bed under the bedside table. Oh, oh, this is just really making me not look forward to my trip, by the I way. <laughs> I'm not going to be taking a mini portable kettle to Europe. <laughs> I'll go down to a cafe and get a tea for <laughs> What's the worst story I've had from a hotel room? Probably that one, sorry. That was probably one of the worst yeah. experiences, being at the in podcast Sydney. awards and being in that hotel and just and we'd booked our boss in there as just like this. We did we arrive very late as yeah. well. So we didn't get to our room until like ten o'clock and then we were like, What are we gonna do? And so at like eleven o'clock at we night. We had to call we the emergency to- line of like, remember? <laughs> Like we did. It was their out of hours, the booking agents and sent photos. And then they, luckily there was some availability. Availability. We woke up in the morning because it was pitch black when we got there. Woke up in the morning. I'm like, oh my God. This is actually, we were right. Yeah. We were right on the beach. Yeah. I do also have another story about toenails. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend used to travel a lot for work and stay in regional towns. So a lot of two to three star motels. Yeah. And he got into a bed once yeah. and there was all toenails at the bottom of the bed, oh. <laughs> which makes me cringe so hard. I oh can't. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I imagine that people listening to this probably have their own stories. Please feel free to add to that chain in the That's Facebook so group so that we can read them. And we, the single yeah. French fry. <laughs> the leaving, my, of, the the leaving fry. of the French fry. And purposeful. Yeah. Maybe we can ask James about that. Thanks for sending in your worst hotel nightmares. James, we were just talking about hotel nightmares and I read yours out that you <laughs> yes. posted in the Facebook group. The one French, French fry. A single French fry. And you just left it there. Did she complain or ran No, I didn't. It just became hilarious every time we'd come back to our room. It would be like, <laughs> still be is there. it there? Because it was behind a curtain. That's a fun game. Curtain, and it would be like, is it there? Yeah, it's still there. Oh, my God. Which, you know, makes you think what else is like, yeah. what else are they not we cleaning? We were just talking about that. What was yeah. the most horrible story? Oh, the, probably the poo, the poo in the cushion. Oh, in the cushion. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God, I got another one. Yeah. yeah. Similar. We were in Bali in Chenggu and we got into our room and, like, it's already very musky and humid and everything. Yes. And I was like, what is that smell? And I've got a very keen sense of smell. And so I'm like... <laughs> All around for it. I'm like honing in on this couch, <gasps> honing in on this cushion, and yeah, it was a urine-soaked cushion. Oh, oh my god! god. Yeah, about that one. Yeah. Anyway, we, that's probably worse than the French fry. Actually. We left shortly after. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I can do a French fry. I can't do. Can't urine. do. Yes. <laughs> Didn't want to leave the urine-soaked pillow in there for them to discover. For no, I told days. them. Yeah. No, no. Oh yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're talking skincare one-on-one. We're going back to the basics for those that might be listening to this podcast for the first time or have been listening for a while and are still like, I'm not too sure about the basics of skin. So let's start off with the different components of our skin. What are they? What makes up our face? Our gorgeous skin. Three main layers. 
we've got our epidermis, our dermis, and our subcutaneous layer. So the subcutaneous layer is sitting right down the bottom. That's predominantly our fat cells. It's keeping us warm. It's giving our skin and our face some shape and volume and it's really not a layer that we're playing with much mm. as dermal therapists or certainly if we're using skincare at home. And then we've got the dermis, which sits above that, and that's where the most action happens. That's kind of as dermal therapists and as skincare users at home where we're really trying to produce the most amount of change because that's where the most amount of action happens. It's where our sweat glands reside, our oil glands reside. It's where collagen and our elastin sits. It's where our hyaluronic acid is naturally produced. It's where our blood vessels sit. And so because that's an area where so much is happening, it's also an area where so much can go wrong or certainly as we age, so many changes take place. It loses volume, injuries take place in there, blood vessels become malformed and they start to become more visible on the skin surface. It's where our cysts form and that's why those are often so hard to target topically because they are sitting right Mm. down in that dermis Mm. where skincare can't really penetrate. And then we've got our epidermis above. And most people are like dermis, 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 but I actually love our cute little epidermis. And we can do so much to it because when it's healthy and when it's well looked after, that is the layer of the skin, I think, that's showing that beautiful skin health, the the brightness, the glow. It's where our sweat glands and our oil glands spill out onto. It's where our melanocytes sit. So -hmm. that's where our skin gets its colour from. It's where our skin tans itself as a protective response from UV radiation. And it's where if those glands become blocked at the top, we can start to get open, closed comedones. It's where those breakouts and the congestion starts to form. Mm-hmm. Then I know I said three layers, but there is actually a fourth little layer sitting right at the top of the epidermis. And Hannah, I think that you're quite aware of what this layer is because if we don't look after yeah, this layer, <laughs> if we don't give this layer some love, yeah. then what happens? gets impaired. It can. So this is our stratum corneum and this is responsible for really being like one of our first lines of defence. It keeps pathogens out, it keeps allergens low and what it does is if it is impaired, our skin will dehydrate really easily, it will become inflamed really easily and conversely when it's really strong and it's healthy, our hydration stays in. And so for those that don't believe skincare is necessary, what is your response? Well, I think that often people that talk like that maybe might have had some bad situations with skincare before. Mm. You know, they've given it a crack and they've used the wrong skincare or they've used it incorrectly and they haven't got the results they're looking for. And that might have happened over a few times and they sort of throw their hands up in the air and go, okay, none of this works and it's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. But I also think that for some people too, it's not that they find it unnecessary, it's that they don't find it a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's fine because what we have to remember is that skincare is not for everybody. Yes, we've all got skin, but being passionate about the skin or having issues with the skin that needs to be addressed doesn't necessarily resonate with everybody. So for those people, like, great, that's one thing that they don't have to worry about. But 
trying to push that kind of like skincare doesn't work agenda period is not great. And I think we also have to remember that there's the self-care element of what skincare does. It's not necessarily about making changes in the skin. It's about doing something lovely for ourselves. Mm. And sometimes the people that say that skincare doesn't work are the ones that probably need a little bit of self-care the most. Even my dad has used moisturiser since he was 16, (laughs) even basic skincare. I wish my dad would use moisturizer. <laughs> he's dry and flaky and he's, he's very to... client facing. And I'm like, Dad, just put um, some moisturizer on. He just he, my dad you know, not a priority. By it. Yeah. Thick moisturizer since he was 16. I don't know about the moisturizer, but yeah, he has never not moisturized. Men are harder to sell into the skincare. Our boyfriends game. have been sold. They're in. very easy. So my boyfriend was already using skincare before we met. Mine which was is part of the reason that went. But I started together. him on a skin SkinCeutical, <laughs> so he was like, "Oh, this is so nice." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good introduction. <laughs> but my brother was a lot harder to sell, and he's had yeah. very, very dry skin since being on Rakuten as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Always really, really dry. And now we've gotten to the point where he'll send me a text and be like can you please bring me a moisturiser on Sunday to our family dinner? And that's how I know that I've made a real impact because previously he was just grabbing any body lotion that my sister-in-law had in the bathroom and just like (laughs) lathering that on and it wasn't cutting it. So I'm really glad now that he actually personally requests it from me. So I just grab a little sample out of the cupboard for him and... And he's on his way with mm. his moisturiser. And on the self-care, my boyfriend actually likes doing it as a component of self-care too. Mm. He might not admit that, but he definitely <laughs> does. Like he's got a routine now in the bathroom and it's all part of the process. It's so crucial to yeah. be mindful of that aspect, I reckon, because you can actually have lovely skin with a cleanser and a moisturiser. Mm. You know, you don't have to have all the things. Yeah, and exactly. that can make you feel a little bit better about yourself or just give you a few moments in the bathroom every morning and night. And I think that's really important. Mm. Yes. If exactly. it's a priority. Yeah. <laughs> now, I get a lot of people asking me, oh, do you recommend this treatment? Should I book in for this? Should I get that? And I'm like, I don't even know you. <laughs> I've got no idea what's going on with your skin. I've got no idea what, you know, your concerns are. So let's talk about the consultation and treatment process. What are the things that you consider when you're conducting a consultation for someone to consider treatments? Mm. Well, you hit the nail on the head. It's all about concerns. Mm. As dermal therapists, it's our job to help people with their skin concerns. And more often than not, someone is going to have some level of a concern on their skin if they're sitting in front of you. Sometimes they've had a voucher or their friends encourage them to come or whatever. But everyone wants to do something to their skin to an extent, Mm. even if it's just a a glow up or a boost of hydration. More often than not, it's people that really want to target issues with their skin quite significantly. So trying to extrapolate as much information about why the client's in front of you then gives us as therapists something to work towards. Because Mm -hmm. if we're ticking those boxes, then our clients are happy and their skin's happy. So we start with that. Always I want to know whether or not if they're like a first-time dermal therapy goer, Mm -hmm. because if they are, I want to make sure they're having a nice time, that all their questions are answered and that they're feeling comfortable before pursuing with any treatments. Or if quite often they have been to quite a few clinics beforehand and there's a reason why they're sitting in front of you today and not back at their original clinic. So what have they been doing, what's working and what hasn't worked? So we can just progress with new therapies, not repeat old habits. Yeah. We get them on the bed and always looking for their barrier, 
mm-hmm. how strong it is, if we need to pay any attention to that first because quite often we need to go in with quite strong treatments and strong ingredients. And if the barrier is not strong enough, that skin's not healthy enough or robust enough, we'll create a whole lot of other issues in an effort to try to remedy their original concerns and we might even end up making those worse. Mm. So a nice strong barrier we're always checking out for. When we are looking at the concerns that the client has, it's really important that we can ascertain what we can assist with and what Mm -hmm. we can't. Clients, I think, really appreciate when we can say to them, hey, do you know what? We can help you with your pigment, your melasma and your congestion. However, we're not really able to help with this underlying psoriasis that you've had an issue with for the last sort of 15 years. So it's really time for you to go and explore that with a dermatologist to look at some medication or some other treatments. Finally, it's really important with the sorts of treatments that we perform that we're never going to upset the skin from a hyperpigmentation process. You know, Mm. we use a lot of heat-based therapies. We use a lot of treatments that actually do trigger the natural inflammation process in the skin. So with some skins being on the darker side, their ability to produce pigment much easier is something that we have to take into consideration whether or not we're going to offer those skins treatments Mm. to begin with or whether there needs to be a preparation period where we're testing the skin, making sure that it's not going to hyperpigment and, of course, that the skin is using all the right ingredients at Mm -hmm. home to make the skin a good candidate for dermal therapy treatments. Having a skin that has no history of using any vitamin A or hydroxy acids, we're not going to go in with a really, really strong peel straight away. So there's this whole period where we're really educating the client and prepping the skin for treatments that will yield a good result without damaging the skin, of course. Mm -hmm. And I think good skin requires a lot of patience. Like you don't just walk into a clinic with, a lot of skin concerns and walk out the same day and have beautifully clear, even glass skin. It just doesn't happen. So you need to have that patience as well before you go in. You need to have the patience and you also need to have someone that is being very realistic about that because clients need to know what to expect. And look, there's no, we create very, what we call loose treatment plans at the clinic, very Mm -hmm. fluid treatment plans because who knows how quickly or slowly a skin is going to respond Mm -hmm. to a treatment or to a course of treatments. So the consultation process that I just touched on then is not something that should just be administered once at the first visit. You kind of need to have that check-in each and every single time that client sits back in front of you to know how the skin's been travelling, what's Mm -hmm. been working well, what's not working well. Is this still a concern of yours? How much have we made an improvement? Do we want to keep pursuing with that? The conversation needs to be ongoing. Mm. And we also need to touch on things like how much downtime and discomfort and what's in the client's budget because all of this stuff is addressing the skin. And that's really important. It's why the client comes to you because they want to see a change in their skin. But we say, you know, attached to every skin is a person with needs and wants and budget restrictions and downtime restrictions because of social activities and their work commitments. The only way you're going to know that is by asking. Mm -hmm. And we really try to encourage our clients to tell us that because they're the only ones that know. Yeah. And things like budgets, they ebb and flow too. Mm. So whilst a client can come in full bore at the very beginning and be like, I'll buy everything you want and I'll do whatever you need, (sighs) that might be true on the day. But three months down the track, things are going well with the skin, but they need to kind of 
put the brakes on a little bit, it's really important that they let us know. And in terms of skincare, what should everyone's checklist look like when purchasing skincare for themselves? So I know it's really boring, but the basics are always so important. Cleanser, a moisturiser and a sunscreen Mm -hmm. that are suitable to your skin type that you enjoy using, a cleanser that cleanses, obviously, a moisturiser that just sits on top and locks everything in without making you greasy or make you break out, and a sunscreen, of course, that you love to use every day and ideally reapply multiple times throughout the day. Once you've got that right, then you really go back to your concerns. What do I want to achieve with my skincare routine? From there, you start to select your targeted treatment serums or your active ingredients, something for the morning, something for the evening. If you don't have any particular concerns, always apply antioxidants to the skin during the day. Vitamin C is a fabulous one. Nicinamide's a great one too. Then at nighttime, you're wanting more of your restorative ingredients, your vitamin A's, choice of exfoliation, hydroxy acids, for example, and try to use that as regularly as possible to A, not inflame the skin and B, enhance the penetration of all of your good skincare. And then I think you go for your eye creams and your and your yeah. oils mm. and your gouaches and your masks <laughs> and all those things that might not be targeting those main concerns that people generally want to address with their skin as much and sometimes lean on them or mistakenly buy them in an impulse moment. Yeah. But it's not really what their skin needed. Always opt for those ingredients and those products that you can use every day or Mm -hmm. multiple times a day because they're the things that are going to Mm -hmm. change the skin. Now, I feel like you and I could talk about this topic for quite a while, but what are some of the mistakes that you often see people make when it comes to skincare? The most obvious one is people overdoing their skincare, of course. And I kind of get it because skincare is fabulous or it can be fabulous and ingredients Mm. can work so well. And so many of us know what ingredients work well. So that mentality of, well, if a little bit's going to be great, but then surely twice as much is going to be twice. It's It's only when it comes to retinol. Like I, my I wasn't looking at you. No, you got to take a break. (laughs) You got to take a break. But then of course you got to make sure that if you are taking a break, that you're giving the skin enough time to recover I yep. think sometimes people also go in a little bit too hard too fast. Mm, They've yeah. had a reaction. They're like, okay, well, I won't use that for two days and then I'll start again. No, the skin no, has I give a good, to. Yeah, good break. The barrier's got to have yeah. snapped back before you, you go in again. I think also what people do is they think they have to change their skincare all the time. Yes. You know, I've seen that I, doing virtual consults. Like, should I be changing me? it now yeah. that the season's changed? No, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy with your skin? Yes. Well, congratulations. Like that's the holy grail. Like people are trying so hard to get to where you are. So don't change it at the moment. If your skin's feeling good, if it's looking healthy, if you're happy with it, you're there. Mm. But of course you do have to change your skin. Your skin will tell you if it's not Mm. liking something really. I mean, as we were just discussing, so being mindful of what your skin is showing you. But I get that that can be very challenging because we're all just at home. So many people are just at home trying to be like mini dermal therapists, trying to work out what's not going well with their skin. So, you know, jumping on the Adore Beauty live chat is a great way, I think, to or a better way Mm. to find the right skincare. Talking to a professional, of course, is great too. I mean, the other day I had a client who had the most beautiful skin, brand new client at JV, Mm. gorgeous skin. I said, what are you cleansing with? And she said, Cetaphil. 
Mm-hmm. Now, it's a little bit of a dirty word, us journal <laughs> therapists, but when it comes to me writing down her home care plan, I wrote Cetaphil down for her to keep cleansing I've with because she doesn't need to change her cleanser. If her skin was not in good nick, then we would probably mm. be looking at a better cleanser, but she's fine. And she was really shocked. And I'm like, mm. your skin's divine. Just yeah. keep doing that. And then I think that people expect too much from their skincare, mm. you know, like yes. skincare is great and Mm -hmm. can be great and can be all that a skin needs to look after itself at home. And then what happens is if they're not getting the results that they're looking for, they think that that skincare is not working. So they Mm. go and they buy new skincare and then they become one of those people that thinks that skincare doesn't work that we were talking about before. But what they really need to realise is that skincare will only take you so far. And Mm. I think congestion is one of the main ones that I often think people get frustrated about. And I'm biased because we do extractions at the clinic, but I'm often talking to people virtually or we're seeing people for their initial consultations that are talking about how they're not getting anywhere with their congestion. I'm like, Mm. have you had any extractions? Have you had any treatments? They're like, no, Mm. let's do a couple of treatments. And I think you're going to see a huge difference in that. Mm-hmm. And that might be all they need to just really rid mm. their skin of that congestion that's been sitting there for a really, really long time. Yeah, And hyperpigmentation is another one too. Mm-hmm. You can get so far with using pigmentation, regulating ingredients. And of course, sun protection is going to help with that a lot, but it won't necessarily be the be all and end all of that melasma or mm. that pigment, that sun damage that has been sitting there for a very long time and is still being created from people's sun habits. So there's definitely a place for skincare and it always starts with skincare and it always ends with skincare too. Mm-hmm. But in between, there might be room for some of these treatments. Well, that's all we uh, have for you today, James. Thank you. Well, I've really enjoyed listening to your voice today, by the way. Can you record a little story for me so I can listen to it before bed? You just have, like, your voice just reverberates and it's just so, like, I don't know, it's so rich. Do people tell you that a lot? Sometimes they do. I'm not hitting it's on so you. It's so funny. It just, it, like, it just take no, of course. <laughs> you reminded me of that earlier. Yeah, I couldn't date you anyway because you've got better skin than me. <laughs> So, no, I think I just hear that and it makes me think about like when I was at school and I was teased for having, you know, such a gay voice or a girly voice. I think I've still got that. Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. You go to voice for podcasting. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Mm. Thanks very much. (laughs) Hannah, what's your product you didn't know you needed? Mine's a funny product story. Is it? Yeah. Okay, go on. Do tell. I thought it would be good for video because we're recording video today as well. This is the Mesoesthetic Age Element Brightening Complex Plus. Yes. Now, this, this is a little sample yeah, box. It's an intensive four week brightening treatment. So it's got potent concentration of vitamin C. However, I didn't read the instructions. Oh, no. <laughs> So this is what I did. So basically I kind of read them, but I skipped over the most important part. So you basically have this little bottle and you put this on and I missed the part where you press down and the vitamin C comes out. So it's got a little button on the top. It's a little serum bottle and it's basically this is to keep the vitamin C stable, I'm assuming. Yeah. And you keep it in the fridge, I'm pretty sure as well. Got 15% isolated vitamin C. So it's a four-week program. So you put this little thing on the top, this cap, then you meant to push down on here. So I didn't push down. So I shake it up. You leave it for a minute, something like that. You take this off and then you put the thing on top. Okay. So I'm using it 
they're putting it in the fridge, using it. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right. I don't know. <laughs> There's no vitamin C. I think, it's just, I think it's just hyaluronic acid in there. Probably. Yeah, so remove the safety cap and replace it with the one containing the pure vitamin C capsule and press the bottle cap all the way. This will release the vitamin C. So I didn't release the vitamin C. Shake it. Anyway, this went on for days. That is just the most Hannah thing I know. Ever. This went on for days and days until I realized, I think I was like, this doesn't seem like vitamin C to me. And it was just clear and it was like, (laughs) didn't feel very active. And this is meant to be like a four week brightening thing. So I reread the instructions and I did think it was weird. Why would they make you put this little cap on just to shake it? Like that seemed that there's four caps to just shake it. That seemed really weird to me. Anyway, I'm on my first week with the actual vitamin C now. And if you do use it each properly, each one is meant to be used for seven days. And I think what's really good about this is the way that they've packaged it because it basically keeps the vitamin C like this until, so you've got seven days, but the vitamin C is, I guess, kept stable in here. Yeah. And then it mixes because you know how it can... Yes, it can oxidize. Yeah, so Mm. you basically have a whole month of vitamin C, but they've packaged it in a way that I guess keeps it. It stays very fresh and potent. Very fresh and potent, and you're meant to throw it away after seven days. So overall, I haven't done the full 30 days, but I just thought it would be funny. Can Um, you keep us updated? I'll keep you updated on how I go, but you do have to keep it in the fridge, which I always, I think, find really hard because I then forget to go get grab it. it. I need a little fridge for my bathroom. Yeah, get a little. Yeah, so it says the, the protective cap, this keeps the formula intact until you use it, but just make sure you activate it before you use it. Mesoesthetic like I'm sure this is going to be great because their products are always really good. Cosmeceutical skincare. So that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine today is a it's a cheapie, I would say. Mm-hmm. A lot of toothpaste at the supermarket now, they mm-hmm. are so expensive. Yeah, like, I get mine on sale at Chemist Warehouse usually. Oh, do you? Yeah. You get a Chemist Warehouse? The same because I get McLean's. Is McLean's. it McLean's? It's like the bet. My mum's been using it forever and McLean's. I just can't use anything else. I just love it. M- McLean's. Huh. Yeah, $5. Okay. It's at Coles. Yeah, But right. you, sometimes it's not at supermarkets. I think it's ah, like a. Might be a Chemist niche. Warehouse exclusive. McLean's Extreme Clean Lasting Fresh. Okay. I can't use anything else. Well, see, I tend to go between a few different mm-hmm. toothpastes. I'm not loyal to one. So at the moment I'm using the high by high smile toothpaste. I'm using the smooth mint flavor. Mm-hmm. It comes in a lot of strange flavors that you wouldn't expect. I did. I tried the peach. Oh, did you? Did you like it? I don't like flavored toothpaste. Yeah. So the thing with it though, is it still leaves the minty freshness in your mouth, even uh-huh. if you buy one of the flavored ones. Okay. It does. So yeah, like you still get a fresh flavor. It's not like peach and then you- mm-hmm only tastes like a lolly, Mm -hmm. it kind of still leaves freshness in your mouth. But I personally am using the smooth mint because I'm the same as you. I prefer that minty Minty. taste. It's been uh, 34 years of using minty toothpaste. I can't go to peach now. Weirdly though, some people love it. it. Yeah, I'm sure people do. It's very interesting. If you don't like toothpaste taste, you would really like the flavour. And also this would be great for kids. Mm, Very true. We stock coconut whip, mango sorbet, peach Mm -hmm. iced tea, red velvet, watermelon, and the smooth mint. Mm. So I actually do have the red velvet and the watermelon, I think, at home, which I haven't opened yet. I don't know if I will use them or not. Yeah. A couple of people in our team tried a few of the different flavors on our YouTube channel. So we'll put the link to that video in case this is intriguing to you. 
These are $13, which I think is quite reasonable for like a, you know, it's like a special cool, trendy brand toothpaste. <laughs> and Matt and I actually went to High Smile, like, when was that? I remember a that. A year ago, maybe? Yeah, now? up to the Gold Coast. Yeah, we went up to the Gold Coast and their like innovation is next level. Yeah. They've got a full scientific lab in their office. It's so cool. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend this. I do like that it's kind of a gel formula. So mm-hmm. it pumps out like a little gel. It's in a pump bottle, so very easy to travel with. Kind of looks like skincare, to be honest. If it you does, want something actually. really aesthetically pleasing for your it bathroom, does. Yeah, it does give that. off that vibe. It does. It doesn't look like a crusty old toothpaste. I've also been using their toothbrush. Really? Yeah, the little pink toothbrush. It is very nice Which packaging. is $6.00. I'm quite liking it. So, wait, did you say toothpaste are really expensive at supermarkets? Yeah. Like, they're the same price. Oh, okay. Mine's $5. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> if you can get them on sale, fine. But I reckon I've paid upwards of $10 for, like, Colgate whitening toothpaste before. Mm, maybe whitening. If not more. Yeah, maybe whitening. Yeah. Yep. So, they can be really expensive. So, I look at that price, I'm like, oh, I expect it to be more than that. That packaging's Better, I think, because the tube can be an issue. Yes, and I think and messy that might as be well. Airless pump, so it yeah. just pumps all of it up, so you don't miss any. But yeah, that's my product I needed today. So, Joe, you know, I've been sick. Yes. I'm at the end of it now. People can probably hear. But I had a pretty bad fever last mm. week. We had to cancel recording. Mm-hmm. So I was at work, and all of a sudden, I felt really nauseous. I think it was the flu. It came on very quickly. Have you done a pregnancy test? Yeah, I did actually. I did. No, no, I did. Yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't it. Because the girl at work said maybe she'll pregnancy yeah. test. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. COVID <laughs> test and a pregnancy test, both negative. Yeah. Anyway, I get home and I start, you know, projectile vomiting. And I ended up with this fever where I was like, you know, the chills. Have you had like a full yes. blown? I had the- one when I had my UTI. So I had the chills and I had it like like my bones were like yeah. aching. But one of the worst things that I don't know if my sister said to me on the phone, she's like, have you, because she said, have you been getting weird dreams? And I was like, yes, someone's like really bad, vivid nightmares. Really? Yeah, really like full on. And I didn't know this, but it's called a fever dream. Yeah, didn't you know that? I didn't know that. Oh, my God, I was going to ask you, have you had fever dreams? I haven't. I don't think I have. I mean, I probably have before at some point in my life. Someone was chasing me. I haven't had nightmares in ages and I was having vivid nightmares all night. I wonder if that's because of like the inflammation on your brain or something. Yeah, because I then looked it up. I'd never heard of it, but I was like, why am I having these vivid nightmares? I think it is something to do with your body temperature heating up. Yeah. Maybe your brain just malfunctions. Makes I don't you know. go a bit cuckoo. Cuckoo. Oh, yeah. Mm, I was bad, actually. Boyfriend had to sleep on the couch. Oh, really? I was tossing, turning, mm. a lot of sighing, very yeah. heavy sighing. And he's like, what's I wrong? It's <laughs> <I was> like. <sighs> I can imagine. When Hannah gets sigh. Sighing. Really sighing. Yeah, Big, loud sighs. <laughs> I called Linda, had to go to the supermarket and get me icy poles, then had to get me electrolyte icy poles, then had to go pick up some anti nausea medication. Oh, it was all happening. And she was going overseas the next day, but she, she, I saw she she's did, overseas. Yeah, she, she definitely helped me out. The worst thing about a fever, in my opinion, what I experienced is the like prickly skin. So you yeah. almost can't touch your skin because yep. it feels so prickly. Yeah. And I also get a bit of like a numb tongue. Like I mm. kind of lose a bit of sensation in my mouth or something. It just I feel like I want to brush my teeth all the time. 
I don't know. That's just me. That's when I watched that basketball documentary. Ten episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. That's where I was at. Yeah. But everyone like flu shots, I think. I'm going to go get my flu shot. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I've had it in a while, probably like a year. I've never had a flu shot. Oh, okay. Mm. I don't want to go through that again, but maybe. I don't know what it was. It was either the vomiting was a bit weird. I thought gastro, but I didn't have diarrhea. So I thought it was probably the flu. Might have just been some kind of virus. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'm on the mend now. That's good. Yeah, dreams are back to normal, just normal everyday sort of stuff. (laughs) You want to give us a sigh on the (laughs) way out? The sighing's like... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> like but loud yeah. so that like everyone that's in the area knows the I'm vicinity. sick. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm not good when I'm sick. Yeah. So sorry for myself. Yeah. And I can't. <laughs> 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 uh, See you next week. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.